You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are connected to our faith in Jesus and the way that it plays out in our everyday lives. In this podcast, we're going to meet a new staff member named Steve Hyatt, who has joined us recently to be the director of Orchard NEO, which is our church planting initiative. We're really excited to have Steve on board. Also really excited for you to have the opportunity to get to know him a little bit through this podcast. Welcome in to Church Unplugged. All right, welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. Uh, I've got with me today Zach Wyrock, another member of our leadership team, and then Steve Hyatt, who has just started on staff with us as the director of Orchard NEO, which is our church planting initiative. Now, you know, as a church, we have a goal that by 2050, we would plant 60 churches in neighborhoods all around Northeast Ohio. And Steve's come on staff to help lead that uh, part of our mission. We're really excited to have him. We're going to use a podcast today, just kind of get to know him a little bit, hear his story, how the Lord has led in his life and gotten him to this point. So first, welcome, Steve. Um, maybe a good starting point would be, yeah, you're welcome. You know, I'm just here to welcome people. That's what I do at the beginning of the podcast. Um, Thanks. Maybe the first starting point would be maybe walk us through kind of how you came to faith in Jesus. And then from there, your, you know, your journey of ending up in ministry and even here at CCC. So yeah, I was born at the same hospital as Steph Curry and LeBron James, uh, Akron City Hospital. And uh, my parents were living on the east side of Akron. So um, over by Wingfoot Church. Um, we're Steph and LeBron there. Uh, yeah. They, maybe they need to stop by. Um so, yeah, my, my folks uh, actually met at church. Uh, both of their families uh, were going to the same church, and they met there, kind of grew up together a little bit in youth group and knew each other and kind of started dating in high school. Um, and uh, so I have that background. Um, it's kind of a churchified kid. I grew up going to church all the time. We um, went to a couple different churches, ended up um, downtown Akron at a church down there, and... Um, had a lot of great experiences there, youth group and was that high the chapel or at the chapel? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I uh, ended up doing an internship there later on. A couple of internships, actually, one with senior pastor and one with missions. Um, so, yeah, um, Mrs. Greenwald uh, shared the gospel, and I was like four, you know. And uh, at the time, I, I just remember hearing about how bad hell was, and I didn't want to go there. And so it was very much kind of a fear-based uh, decision where I just, I prayed and, you know, um, asked Jesus to come into my life and um, repented. I'm sorry for my sin. You know, I don't know how much sin you have as a four-year-old. I, I probably colored on the on the walls. Um, but, uh, yeah, so growing up, um, probably around uh, seventh grade, I, I went to Camp Carl, actually, Um and the pastor was sharing about being on the fence. So he's talking from Revelation and kind of, you're not hot or cold. You're just sort of in the middle. And so um, I knew that was me, that even though I was saying that I was following Jesus, it was still kind of, you know, the the Steve Hyatt show, trying to be funny with friends at school or do whatever I wanted to do. It was um, the, my own lordship. And so... I was very convicted and actually um, just felt like things, uh, that was a turning point for me. So when I um, when I got into high school, I started getting more and more involved in youth group. And so we were doing trips and discipleship and going on, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night. And um, was able to go to uh, Chicago and do a couple 
uh, trips where we did like vacation Bible school, you know, um, did uh, one trip to Ukraine actually for, for like a 10 day stint for, instead of going on, you know, my spring break or whatever, that's, that's what we did. Um, so early on, God kind of started putting that in my heart as far as ministry goes. And, um, actually by the time I, I got to my senior year of high school, I, I kind of knew that I wanted to be involved somehow. Like I didn't, I wasn't really thinking per se, like actual ministry, but I was thinking, okay, I just want everything to be God. So I, I chose to go to Wheaton college. Um, they, they had the three major things I was looking for. I wanted to play football and I, um, wanted to go to a Christian school because I had gone to public school my whole life and I wanted to to dive into the Bible a little bit and um, and uh, good academics. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to be challenged that way, um, which I was. I didn't know what I was doing my freshman year. Didn't have a computer and I had to borrow people's computers and didn't know how to study or read or anything. I was terrible. Um, so, so when you went to college at Wheaton, you're going... Are you going with ministry as a possible as an outcome in mind, or you what you what you major in? How'd you start? Right, I, I actually started as a as pre law. Okay, um, I I was kind of thinking like being a lawyer, and by the end of my freshman year, I declared a Bible major. Mm-hmm. Um, I had felt kind of all year long God was kind of putting that on my heart and taking Bible classes. I was like, wow, this is really pretty cool, and I, I'd love to be involved in that. So, um, got involved in like. FCA, we would go downtown Chicago, Lawndale mm-hmm. um, Community Center and volunteer down there with kids. And um, by the end of my sophomore year, I ha- had added on um, educational ministries uh, major. So I double majored in Bible theology and educational ministries. Um, and basically, you met your wife at Wheaton too, right? Yeah. So during that sophomore year, I met Alyssa. Um, she was, she was transferring from another school and, um, yeah, so story behind that, um, I knew that they were going to be transfer students and there might be some, some new girls and, uh, they had, they had pizza. So, um, you know, when, when you're in college, that's like, yeah. Stopping when you get to the bad part. High motivation. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, she did not remember me. I remember meeting her. Um, we ended up because I had chosen that major, she was also in the same major. So we ended up in a lot of classes together, got to be good friends. We were friends for two years before we started dating, started dating senior year, and um, got married the following year. Yeah. Now, in, so. in school, at some point, you started thinking about not just ministry, but international missions. Right. Uh, talk us through that and where you ended up. Yeah, so my sophomore year in the spring... Um, there were some students who came from another school, and they were kind of sharing about how God was working in the lives of um, students in their school, local church where they were. They um, they just kind of ended up, after they talked, kind of giving some open mics and mm-hmm. said, hey, if anybody wants to just do some confession and get right with God about some stuff... Um, we just want to open that up, you know, and like open mic confession, open mic confession. And basically, you know, the, the first confessions that were, they were like, you know, like I didn't read my Bible this morning. I probably and, read my Bible too much today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I kind of, yeah. And, uh, I, I was like, oh man, this is, this is going to go south. And, and then eventually there were some people who started sharing some real stuff. And, um, by the end of the evening, we had started at like 7.30, a student-led ministry, it was worship time, and they would usually have a speaker come. 
it was one thirty in the morning and they kind of said, Hey guys, you know, the line was out the door, like on both sides of the mic, like all the way down the aisle of this chapel, you know? And, uh, they're like, maybe we should just come back tomorrow night instead of like having everybody go, you know, can we do that? And it was like, yeah, let's go do that. So we went to bed, come back next evening. Um, that was like four nights in a row. Um, you know, students from Moody had heard about it. There were like 30 students from Moody who drove up. Um, there were basically just, you know, people were just getting right, you know. I think sometimes like when you when you have that like Christian environment, um, it's, hard, it's hard to get stuff off your chest and be real with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was really encouraging. So during that time, I had sort of been um, heavy burdened. I would go to you know, visit, a, like go with a friend to their church to visit. Guy was talking about missions. I go to another church and I go back to my own church. It was Mission Sunday. And it was sort of like God was telling me this like all year long, you know. And uh, finally, like the last night, um, they actually had to move venues to like a bigger church across the street. Um, you know, that night it was sort of like, well, what are we going to do about this? Okay, we made all these confessions. Um, what, what are we going to do with this? And so people kind of got up and said, hey, you know, I was, I was confessing before about not being in my touch with my dad for 10 years. I called him. He's coming out to see me. We're going to make things right, you know. And so people were taking action steps. And um, I just, I had felt like God was convicting me of that. So I basically just said, yeah, I'm in. So, you know, do with me what you want. I'm, I'm, I'm all in ministry. Go to, I'll even go to China. So it was... Uh, it was a turning point for mm-hmm. me, um, and that's really where the the second major came mm-hmm. out of that. Because like, okay, well now what do I do? I have to study intercultural stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything. So, uh, yeah, God was good. Those next two years were awesome. I had awesome professors and learned a lot. And um, some people had suggested that I do like a master's degree to get the languages and to um, to really know the Bible before I go on the mission field. Okay. You know, so that's what I did. I went to Trinity International um, University, Trinity Evangelical Divinity School, um, and uh, that was a great experience. So um, right at the end of my first year there, Alyssa and I got married, and then uh, we actually transferred up to Chicago. Uh, so I was taking Trinity classes here in town. It was at the chapel at the time. And went up to Chicago, finished the MDiv up there, got involved with the church up there, did youth group, and... Um, yeah, God just grew us in a lot of different ways to be able to like just be in ministry and be around people who were ahead of us, who we who could mentor us and show us, you know, ways that we could be involved. And yeah, it was uh, it was it was a great time. Love Chicago. Um, and uh, moved back here, and we basically at that time um, ended up deciding on Pioneers, which was a mission agency that we went with. And uh, their focus was church planting mm-hmm. among unreached people groups um, and uh, doing that in teams yeah. um, so that people weren't out all by themselves out on the field. And so we, we were raising support for about a year, year and a half, taking some classes, getting ready, and uh, ended up going to China by 2003. And, we moved. and you were in China for how long? We were in China about seven years. And what, does the, what did the church planting work look like in China. So we did language and culture study for two years at a school on the East Coast. Uh, the teams that we were involved with um, 
made that priority. So we made sure that we knew the language um, so that we could speak heart language um, in order to share the gospel in a culturally relevant way. And so um, during that second year, we actually started doing, so, you know, we had, we would kind of glob on to whatever, you know, party somebody had, inviting mm-hmm. friends over, meeting people, um, sharing as we could, you know, sharing with our teachers, um, uh, many of whom actually came to faith. Uh, um, so even starting like some discipleship uh, kind of relationships that way. Um, that second year, we were kind of doing like, survey trips because we got had kind of put on our hearts to reach out to um, Muslims and share the gospel with them. Um, we didn't know at the time uh, how many Muslims there were in China when we first uh, started thinking about where to go. Mm-hmm. And so China wasn't even on our radar screen because who knew that there were 30 million Muslims in China, right? There's more Muslims in China than Iraq has, has people. Uh, so uh, when, we, when we found out that and we found out that there really wasn't a whole lot of work being done among them, that's what really kind of drew us in. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We um, we landed on um, Muslim ministry in China, two years on the East Coast in a city called Tianjin. It's probably the biggest city you've never heard of. There's 11 million people, mm-hmm. um, like more than Ohio, you know. Um, and uh, we started doing survey trips, trying to find places to go. And we ended up in what's called an autonomous region in China. Um, it's, uh, it's minority... Uh, where they have special holidays off, you know, for Ramadan and different things. Um, so they recognize this as an official um, minority religion, and so they, they have special uh, parameters for that. Yeah, so and then we were there for five years. We so started a team. Came back in 2010-ish? 10, 2010, okay. yeah. And then me. when did you – some of you guys listening to this might know Steve from his past job, which was teaching at CVCA. And so when did you start doing that? What did you teach while you were there? Yeah, so um, the first the first two years that we came back, I taught at Jackson High School and middle school. I taught Mandarin Chinese, um, got licensed, and then um, went to CVCA and I taught Bible, and I taught middle school Latin uh, for a number of years, and then I started the Chinese program at CVCA. So um, that was uh, that was my second year at CVCA, and I have, I've been so I've been there for the past ten years. You know, one of the things that I liked about Steve as a candidate for um, this role running running Orchard, um, and I was actually the guy who made the initial reach out to Steve because uh, we're friends and I knew a little bit of his story, is that you know people think of Orchard as a church planting program, and that is what it is. And so obviously it's helpful. Steve has church planting experience, but it's also a big part of or- Orchard is the ability to understand uh, other cultures and and bring the gospel to bear in a relevant way on that culture because uh, every community is so different. And so I know we tend to think of, well, that's they're American, I'm American, they're Midwestern, I'm at, they're Northeast Ohio, I'm Northeast Ohio, but uh, at the value systems, uh, the the way people spend their money, the, the way that people uh, respond to authority, I mean, there's just so many differences. And uh, Orchard really to run effectively doesn't just need to know how to plant churches and how to share the gospel, but also how to understand the nuanced differences of, of culture. So Steve, as you think about Orchard, how do some of your experiences, uh, particularly in the field uh, in China, how, how do they relate to the work of Orchard? 
Yeah, it's uh, it, it's interesting timing actually that we're doing this right now because I I just got done doing a training session on culture uh, with with uh, with John and Lynn Trail, and um, I think probably the the one of the most important things is for us to recognize you know some of the language we were using this morning is that there are some things that are timeless and other things that are timely, and so you know the gospel message is timeless. Uh, how you communicate the message. Mm-hmm has to be timely and relevant. Um, in other words, um, you know, so, something as simple as language, you know, to be able to communicate it in a language that somebody else is going to understand. If, if you're using um, big justification words and kind of theology speak um, that somebody doesn't know, and you may as well just be speaking Mandarin, uh, something that they can't understand at all. So um, the language that we use, even... Even just um, the way that we uh, see other people, if their culture is different, the way that they're acting is different, it's easy for us to not really know what's going on, their motivations, right? Their assumptions, their values, um, just by looking at their actions. Uh, so getting to know those people, taking the time to find out what it is that drives them, these are my values, you can start to understand a little bit the reason why they're acting the way that they are. And then you can start to say, okay, well, that's the way that that's, these things are important to them. Let's, let's help them understand the gospel by seeing how those two things connect. Yeah. Great example of that in the new Testament is Paul in Acts 17, right? When he's in Athens and he spends time in the city, talking to people in the city, he's reading the poetry that's, that's being read at that time. And then when he gets up to preach at the end of the chapter, it's a message that is the gospel but it's packaged in such a way to make absolute sense to them and uh, speak in uh, to who they are. Another thing I like about Steve for this role is his background as a teacher, because another thing people don't think of with Orchard is Orchard involves a lot of instruction. I mean, you were just talking about uh, giving a, a lecture or a talk or a teaching session on culture. So one of you talk about just uh, what you're looking to bring to the planters with a guy who has you know a decade of teaching experience uh, and, and kind of almost even thinking about part of your job as teaching these guys how to plant churches, how to be missionaries, how to be pastors. Yeah, one of the things that um, I really would like to focus on with them is giving them uh, sort of a lens to see through, um, a way to see their context, to see um, with understanding where people are coming from. Um, so that even though they, they may know the Bible in and out, um, to be able to, to know how to communicate that clearly. Um, so when you look at, um, you know, Jesus, uh, to use another example, when you look at the chapters of John 3, 4, and 5 in a row, mm-hmm. Jesus interacts with three different people. Yeah, Nicodemus, right. the woman at the well. Yeah. Right, and the centurion. So he's, he's sharing who he is with them in different ways. Um, and so, uh, beginning to understand, okay, this is sort of the predicament um, or the problem in a particular community, the need, and uh, being able to see how the gospel addresses those needs. Um, so, really just trying to help them have uh, a maybe 20,000-foot perspective on, okay, this is, this is what's going on in this community, and then being able to dive down in deep and to to apply those principles into their own particular context so that people know that they're loved in real tangible ways 
uh, that God and the kingdom is a, an imminent thing. It's actually with us. It's among us. It's not something that's just far off and, uh, you know, God's up in the clouds somewhere, um, kind of removed from our, from our lives. But he shows us who he is and his love in tangible ways through his body, the church. Mm-hmm. Now, the move to run Orchard uh, was a tremendous kind of change for you professionally, for your family. It's a different rhythm. You know, it's June right now. You're working. You're not uh, at home That's right. having family time <laughs> the way the you would if you were a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> right. I should say, just in case you're wondering, I mean, we love uh, our brothers and sisters at CBCA, and uh, we were in active conversation with them about our desire to bring Steve on board. They love you. We love you. We love them. They love us. So everybody cooperated very nicely. But I just wonder, as you think about making the move to running Orchard, kind of talk us through what 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 was it about it that that interested you that that grabbed your attention? What are you what are you excited about in the role and in the future? And yeah, gosh, I you know we we have a giant map in the office and it has pins in it that are different colors depending on basically almost like a needs assessment, right? In terms of the gospel, um, and so uh, one of the things I I love is that the the kingdom is um, is doesn't have boundaries or borders in terms of our background or where we come from. Uh, the kingdom is uh, also something that's going to make tangible changes in a community. So um, when you, you know all the way back from 2000 years ago when the when the church first started, they were doing things that people just looked at like they were crazy. So there were there were people from different socioeconomic backgrounds meeting together. you know there there were there was reconciliation and um, so, that that's the kind of thing that I'm hoping for. I'm 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 hoping that Northeast Ohio can be transformed into places where, you know, people um, are drawn in to something uh, where they can find Christ and um, where they can they can meet Him in in real ways, and that communities are transformed by that. Uh, that the gospel it doesn't just kind of stay in idea land. Um, but it actually can be something that's tangible, um, where we are helping, we're we're sharing and caring, and that it's um that it's felt. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah, one question I had just uh, it's an interesting dynamic. You and Alyssa have been part of the church for quite some time, yeah, about and four years. Or yeah, something. yeah. I wonder maybe talk us through the thought process of going from you know member of the church who's kind of uh, in front of the curtain to now working behind the curtain. What, how, what what was you? How did you process that heading into this, and how's it been so far? What's yeah. that been like? Yeah, I mean, I I view I view CVCA as ministry. Um, I also teach at Grace College, uh, which meets in Bath. Um, so I feel like um, I'm really just sort of tapping into a different aspect of who I am now, um, where uh, where I can do ministry in a different way. Um, I think, you know, I I kind of my my view of of church and 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 what we do. We're all people, and so everybody has strengths and everybody has weaknesses. Um, and so where I can add anything that comes with my background as a strength, um, I'm happy to do that and, and thankful really for the opportunity. Um, and just kind of uh, you know that working. Uh, with you guys and working um, with the church planters, really, it's just it's exciting. Like the guys that that um, Lynn Trail and John, they're both awesome. Um, 
we, we were able to talk about some things and, and hear things from their perspective too, even this morning, just about um, their experiences and background. And um, I'm, I was taking notes, you know, so it's, it's actually kind of a, it's a really fun thing to be able to do. Um, and so, yeah, working, working at the church, like I've, I've kind of worked at the church in and out. I've had different internships, had an internship in Chicago, you know, did ministry overseas, had an internship in Akron. Um, so doing ministry, I kind of feel like there's, uh, there's always ways to do ministry. Um, but it's nice when they pay you too. (laughs) Amen. Uh, well, we're really glad to have you. And, you know, if you heard, we also have two other podcasts that are on your feed where you can meet Lentrail, who's one of our planters, and then John, who's the other one that are coming in for this uh, two-year residency. Really excited about what the Lord is doing here, especially through the work of Orchard. So thanks, Steve, for joining us today. And we're glad to have you on. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks. You've been listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.